Hey, what's up, everybody? It's the Awkward Wonderboar with Awkward Menage Podcast, and today we have our Rolling Stone of a father, the, the dope father. one of Uncle Vic Rents, the pod father, as he just said, Mr. Vic Damone Jr. 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 himself. What's good? What's good? Uncle Van Glorious in here. Y'all know y'all can follow me at Uncle Van Glorious on everything. Smell Van and Glorious. You're going to find it. Ain't nobody else got that name anywhere else on the planet. So, <laughs> Right. <laughs> How you doing? How you doing? Uh, I'm cool. I don't want to, because I don't want to come on here and do the automated, like, yeah, I'm good. I'm great. No, that's not realistic. <laughs> I've been better, but I'm cool. All right. Cool, cool is cool. I like to be cool. I feel you there. I'm the same way. So, yeah, we got uh, some interesting things I'd like to discuss. I thought Vic was the perfect person to discuss them. And I kind of wanted to go back to a discussion we had the very first season of the show. And it's sad that now we're season four, 2021, and we still got to talk about the same shit. Congratulations on that, though, man. People don't, oh, thank before you. we even get into that, people don't make it through one season. And they said uh-huh. it's hard to get past seven episodes because a thousand podcasts are starting a day. So the fact right. that you're in your fourth season and we started this thing before I even had a kid and she just turned two uh, two months ago. Mm-hmm. Like, that's ah, amazing. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you. That. It would not have started and it would not have gotten this far if it weren't for you and Ed and D4 and Terrence and Shu and who James, whoever <laughs> rocks with me on this show. We are destiny child of podcast. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Everybody be on this bitch. Who else want to be a host? <laughs> all I know is all I know is me, you, and Ed is Beyonce, Kelly, and Michelle. Everybody <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> the trifecta of gold <laughs> right there. <laughs> oh shit, that is true. <laughs> but hey, I'm gonna go ahead and um we're gonna start the show with a track right now. It's called Check Yourself by Ruben Alexander. I have no clue who that is. I listen to it. It's pretty good. Any nigga named Ruben got to know how to rap or sing. Right, and you know what? I didn't even read his name. Like, I have this playlist, and I've just been (laughs) clicking on songs, and this is the only song I let play through (laughs) completely. So that's why we're playing it. But I I literally just read his name. I should probably start looking into that, but I really only know that information when people send me their music versus me picking it myself, you know? I'm going to let you do it up. (laughs) Yeah, Ruben Alexander, check yourself. Here we go. I'll say it twice. Take a seat and let me live my life, yeah. Let me say this clearly, say it loud. I'm not gonna let you bring me down Don't step to me I'm not here to please Won't get the best of me, no Check yourself, move aside Take a seat, never live my life Check yourself, gonna say it twice 
Ruben Alexander. Was I the only one that got car JT vibes with that one? Or was it just I, the, Initially, I thought Robin Thicke, when he first came out with the ah. long hair, when mm -hmm. he first came out with the long hair, I was thinking it gave me that vibe. And then I started saying Robin Thicke looked like a little JT in there. Like, I didn't even like. think about Thicke. That's right. I love that track. Check yourself. Let yeah, me live my life. That was dope. That's kind of what I wanted to talk about today. You know, people who feel the need to check other people, but don't always check themselves. And then the first season one episode I referenced earlier, I don't remember what it was. It might not even be out there for people to hear. We have problems with audio people. Um, <laughs> but um, we had this discussion where if you feel the need to say something to someone, to check someone about something, then why don't men focus on checking other men and worrying about what men do when they're supposed to do and let the women check other women about what women do and what they're supposed to do. It's just, it's weird to me when we have a slew of men talking shit about women on social media over hair bonnets. I mean, yeah. I, I personally don't like wearing bonnets outside the house, but when has that ever stopped you from trying to pick up a chick? I don't think yeah. it has. But on the flip side now, this week we're talking about men who don't wash their ass because they think it's gay. And I have not what? seen not one podcast, not one thread, not one nothing about, yes, yeah. <laughs> Man, my feed is a trip. <laughs> Wait a minute. See, yes. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Because, like, what I do, like I said, I'm at the point where social media has killed so many of my brain cells that I don't walk around with it attached to me. So I lost. Right. I, I, treat like the, I treat it like the old, like the old Nintendo that you couldn't save. When you're done with the game, you cut it off. Like I don't right right. So when I get off social media, like I get I log I literally log in, do my shit, get off. Log so off. Like, the stuff talk about I don't see because I can't get no more brain cells. Personally, <laughs> I didn't know that was a conversation. Wait, Nick that saying, is a conversation. Nick saying that if you don't, if you wash your ass, it's gay. It's gay. So they don't wash their backsides because it's gay. And I'm thinking maybe they feel that way because they did it once and then they felt something they didn't really understand. What they gonna do when it's time to get prostate? Ain't nobody saying exams, right? That's what I'm saying. I'm trying to figure out if people wipe after themselves when they, you know, see, I said this the restroom. You're right. You do got the right person on this show because I'm sure <laughs> I've said this on an episode because I feel like, first mm -hmm. and foremost, Uncle Vic Rants, my brother asked me the other day what Uncle Vic Rants was about. And I feel like Uncle Vic Rants is, even though it's based in hip hop and all, all that, it is a self-awareness show, which is why I use, which is why I pull so many personal stories from my life when I'm using them to tell the story I'm trying to tell on the episode right. because I feel like 
self-awareness comes from your own experience. You can't get that without looking back at yourself and going, oh, I could have done right. that. integrity in itself. You can't, in order to be, to be able to say, okay, I did this wrong or I might have miscalculated here and there. So my show is about self-awareness and I feel like mm-hmm. I talk about a lot of how men talk on social media because I feel like as a man, it's my job to check other men. It ain't for me to really go talk to women about what women do. Because a lot of dudes ask me that. Well, why you don't get on the women like you get on us? Because that's for them. To, the Black Panthers was created to police their own neighborhoods. So I feel like it's the same mm-hmm. thing. Police right. no sector, let them police theirs. They be fucking up, bro. That's on them. Now, there are certain topics where I feel like, okay, I'm going to get on women about this and that, but I haven't gotten to those yet. It's certain ones where they where they can kind of cohabitate, but mm-hmm. you know, it ain't always that? the case. I, mean, I see I see dudes always running to soon as something happened with a woman or just any of them, any other opposite sex, soon as somebody else got soon as there's an issue with the other mm-hmm. sex, here we come like, there you go, yep. walking up the road with your genitalia. Pointing like, the fingers. That is very true. Very, very, very true. And I had a point and I lost it. Yes. Yeah. And it's just, it it just, it's crazy to me. It baffles me. We don't tell our, we don't tell. I got to log in on my page and ask, so y'all niggas think that's gay? I want to know. I just, I just in the episode. Well, I was talking about niggas always talking about women, but y'all still dry wiping. Like, my nigga, you still dry wiping your booty and you're a grown ass man, bro. <laughs> Why you ain't got no wipes in here? You walking around out here fresh as hell. This is what I was talking about. Niggas be label whores. You walking around here in $3,000 pants on and you won't even, and you still mm-hmm. dry wiping your ass, bro. That's, I don't, I don't Gotta know. make sure you get all them particles. It, it doesn't make it sense to me. And it is. <sighs> It's like social media. Um, it amplifies things, definitely. And it's not the first time. It probably won't be the last. But yeah, it, it's very weird to me. Like you said, people, we need to start looking at ourselves. Like, how dare you sit here and check someone else when I'm pretty sure you have some things in your life that are out of, out of balance and not a check that you should probably be focusing on instead of what the fuck somebody else is doing. Why? Why? I don't understand it. I didn't know that was a thing. And as far as the bonnet thing, like, I didn't, honestly, like I said, I did an episode about it and I just didn't put it out because I had some personal things going on. But in the episode where I was talking about it, because I actually had to go watch what Monique said to, to, to start all this uprising of the, 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 the bonnet war. The bonnet. Mm-hmm. I felt like I understand her being an older woman, or her being an older woman, where she's coming from, because mm-hmm. she just—I think overall she was just saying that she tired of seeing her people not present themselves with pride. Now I understand right. that, but everybody like—and I get it because you've been in Walmart and you seen some. It ain't just the bonnet; mm-hmm. it's the bonnet, everything, pajama pants, pants. <laughs> no slippers, all that shit. With your, with your pierced nipples showing like, like like it's the combination of you looking nasty in general. Now mm-hmm. that I understand, but if these women want to wear bonnets, you might just 
you might have a down day or you on an airplane finna go to Miami. Your hair might be done as hell. Right, right. You, don't want, you ain't ready to show out yet. So I understand that. When I used to fly, mm -hmm. I used to fly in pajamas all the time. Like, I don't see no problem with that. But I do understand right. both sides of that coin. But I think, man, shut up. Let them wear their Right. Right. Let them, let them do what they gonna do. it. And that was my point, too. I can, I can see the part of you know, having more pride in your appearance. And I I would even take it as far as saying, because I'm shit. I don't walk out the house looking a hot mess. I don't wear a bonnet on my head. But I've been out the house looking a hot ass mess. But the thing that I think about most is you'll never, you never know who you may meet, who you may run into, what opportunity may come across your way just because someone sees you or they hear you speaking and they're like, huh, let me talk to that person. Let me see what they're about. It's happened to me plenty of times. So, yeah. Yes, I do. That's one thing you. to consider. Yeah, you should. But yeah, let people do what the time. fuck they gonna do. We are not anyone's mom, anyone's dad, and after a certain age, shit, your mom and daddy right can't now. tell you what to do anymore. So let let people be who they gonna be. Let them do what they're going to do. If it's not hurting you, what's the issue? And in twenty twenty one, you better leave a helmet of salvation alone. <laughs> Because don't come for the helmets of salvation because Derek Jackson might forget your ass. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, boy. You know, they're they not bonded anymore. The helmets of salvation. You better <laughs> let them do what they go do. Oh, my God. Uh, we spend too much time critiquing each other over the dumbest shit. The dumbest things when we could be spending time helping to build each other up. Hey, I got this great idea. I think you'd be perfect. Yeah, like, for it. If you, go, you know, if you go <laughs> at least come with a solution. Don't just say, don't mm -hmm. do that. What's the solution? Yeah, like, yeah. I think I made that a rule on the show. Like, if we go see here and complain, God damn it, we go have some solutions yeah, too. Because right. I'm trying to just talk and shit, but not having an answer or a suggestion. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's a crazy world we live in right now. And I thought, I don't know why I had just a little bit of hope that things would get better um, in 2021. But it's just, it seems like we keep leading further and further and further towards the movie Idiocracy, where yes. there's only a small percentage of the population with sits. And the rest the of these motherfuckers throw it off. <laughs> like, the that's alien. what we're getting to. <laughs> I'm an alien at, at this point. We ain't yep. I've lost hope. Humanity is... I, I, I keep saying this, and people people keep getting aggravated at me for it, but mm -hmm. I cannot wait for the government to crumble, the money to be worthless, and the aliens yes. to come and start some shit. Because we're not going to stick right. together as a, as a race. And, and I don't just mean black people. I mean human race. Everyone, period. together. Until the aliens get here and we get scattered at you. Or the like, zombies. Yeah. I think one either one. Until, until one of those going to happen. Until we face with the end of the world situation, ain't, <laughs> unity ain't going to happen. Ain't shit going to change. Nope. And that's sad that it takes something so freaking drastic sometimes to bring people together and to kind of force that change. Like, we shouldn't have to force it. It should flow freely. We should always welcome it and embrace it and be ready for it. Yeah, think about it. Black families always get together at a funeral and say, we don't never get together. We should stick mm -hmm. together. And then everybody be feeling all unified at a funeral and then you'll see the niggas again to the next funeral. 
Right, right. You don't, you don't hear from them. It's, 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 it's a repetitive cycle of nonsense. And it's like, people just be saying shit because it sounds good. That's pretty much what I've come to learn. I used to have so much hope. People call it being naive, but fuck that shit. Very naive. It's naive. Man. Oh yeah, no. I'm just going to worry about me and what I can do to change the world for the people in my household. And y'all can stay over there and do what you. That's what I just. That's what I just told my. I just told my kids that I've been teaching them in this uh, indoctrinated system that we inherited. And I don't even believe it. And I got a new right. baby. I got a new two-year-old, and I can't do that. My, my oldest two are, are both 12. One's going to be 13 in a few months. But mm -hmm. I've been doing this for 13 years. I can't preach this system that I don't believe anymore. I can't do it. Right, right, I can't. right. You know, and I can't I've, do uh, and all that fake shit. I can't do that no more. I don't believe it. It's not, I, 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 I can't. And then people, people will say, well, you're taking their childhood and all that. And it's like, well, no. at some point, at some point, um, at some point, life is going to take it from them anyway. Mm -hmm. Yes, and I don't think people give children enough credit for how smart they are and how observant they are because they they really are. And I've gotten a lot of backlash too. Like for the longest time, I was the worst mother in the world because I told my kids the real. I talked to my kids. I'm open. I'm honest with my kids. And I've been from day one of having kids fuck this shit. I'm not going to raise them or teach them right. the same way I was taught. Um, yeah, right. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 I um, I done that. I wish I would have done yeah, that. It's hard. You know, you know, you know, the majority of my kids, I, I had them with, yeah. with them people. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so that, you know. You know right. Yeah. Yeah. But we, we have to teach our kids. <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's it baffles me once again how many times I see people on social media bring back home back who's gonna teach our kids these life skills and I'm like that's your job people shouldn't be surprised that a seven year old can get on the stove and cook some food and not burn the house down that should be the norm people shouldn't be surprised that a two three four five year old can go in the fridge and make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich that should be the norm it shouldn't be a shock that they're trying to help clean up or trying to do the things that they're going to have to do one day in life when they get out on their own it shouldn't be i feel like we're we're raising a generation of selfish lazy entitled children Oh man! You don't know Trust what me. it means I, to work. And then the thing about it though is, it ain't it, it ain't their fault because, I mean, they was born into it, but we're mm -hmm. letting the technology raise them the same way our parents let TV right. raise us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The technology is worse than the television because the the same tech, the same things they have in mm -hmm. the in the phone are the same things we have. At least with TV, there was a. Especially in the eighties and nineties, there was a world that separated us from our parents, kind of. Right, right. For the most part, I mean, yeah, we was mm -hmm. we was sneaking to some goofy shit, watch some porno, or getting to something stupid. But 
It wasn't like we was exposed to everything they were exposed Everything. To. Yep. They have Man, the was, world they know everything at their fingertips. When I went to talk to my kids about, my two older kids about sex a couple years ago, when I had mm-hmm. the birds and the bees talking, they were looking at me like, dude, we know what that is. Right. That's what I'm like, okay. My kids started getting education about sex. Like, well, no, one sticks the thing and the thing, and the other one was like, uh, a penis. I'm like, y'all know this for <laughs> Like, whoa, but okay, you know, but then, like, y'all know, no, yeah, it's too much. I literally had, they was younger than they was like, I was like, oh, okay, but I mean, (laughs) honestly, I knew what it was at six or seven years old, but it was because I was exposed to the I saw it in the physical, it wasn't because Mm. I was able to go into a television and find it out. Right, right. Just happened to walk in at the wrong place, wrong, wrong, place, wrong time. How it usually happened back in the day. <laughs> yeah, yep. I've um, yeah, I detest. I used to live in a world where there was only one device in my house, and that one device was in my bedroom. The TV, PlayStation, everything was in my room. You wanted to watch TV, play the game in my room, and now. Everybody has a cell phone. Everybody has a laptop, multiple TVs, and it's like nerve wracking. And it's I can see a change and a difference in my kids with not having so much access to technology versus having all the access in the world. Because you think you lock stuff up, shut it down, and in the morning, (laughs) everything's gone. I see they real life crackheads. But I've been saying for the last. I've been saying for the last 10 years that we're going to look back in another 10 years and we Mm -hmm. don't realize that giving our kids technology was the equivalent to giving us cigarettes and alcohol as kids. Yeah. yeah. At the same time. Information overload. It it happens to be a slippery slope because at the same time, the world they live in today is so scary that I feel uncomfortable with them not having it. Not having it. They live in super predator world. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, scared. Yep. I'm scared. Whenever they do something fucked up, it's like, dude, I wanted you to have it. But as soon as they do it, I take it from them. Give it to me. Mm-hmm. Yep. It out. And I watch them. It's a wrap. <laughs> I watch them over the time. I watch them go through withdrawals for the first few days or, or mm-hmm. weeks. Then I watch them become more creative. I watch them start doing stuff, and I'm like, oh, right, right, using their imagination. I, I watch them same become thing. creative again, and I hate to even give it back to them, but they live in a world where they kind of need them at the same time. So it's a hard. You damned if you do. You damned if you don't. Damned if you don't. Yeah, yep. I think, and I had this. I, I told myself this the other day. I have to regain control of the stimulus. Like I have to, I let it get out of control. I have to regain control. And I feel like that's what a lot of us parents have to do is just shit, start taking shit. I kick my kids out the house, go outside. Yeah. Oh, you bored? I don't, I don't, Here goes some paper and a pen. There you go. There's some crayons, there's some paint. Do something like read a book. Exactly. Gotta force it. And it's I hard. Them. I, I see them withdrawals them. like you said. I don't even beat them. I just take their stuff. Cause that's way right. they they rather you beat Hurts them so much. They, they rather you beat them than take their stuff. Like, yep. My, my, End my, of the my, world. My daughter, my daughter Skylar, I was in here hiding my phone and shoes or hiding her phone mm. in shoes and mm-hmm. because it was like a little when we took her phone from her, 
it was it was literally like breaking in the room like on some who where the phone at like, what? <laughs> like what? yep man that's what i've seen man i'm ready i want to get a trash can and i want to get all of the devices outside of one tv and the playstation maybe i'll keep a desktop and burn it in front of them and say, welcome back to the 90s. <laughs> like, I so, like, I'm, I'm, like, teetering on the edge. That's yeah, that's what I want to do, but like, we, we always, have to. Uh, they always ask me what the 90s was like, and I tell them, I'd be like, y'all could, something that you couldn't handle. Stop asking me. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. But you know what? It's, um. Another thing I've I've uh, noticed too, just being here in Texas, we're in a different yeah, neighborhood now. Hopefully, it changes, but there are never kids outside, so there no. is no go make friends, go find somebody to hang out with or ride bikes with. Like, there's none of that anymore. It's it's friends. very rare. They have friends from state to state, like mm -hmm. they really have friends all over the country, like we do. Yeah. And this age, like, man, it's crazy. It is. It is. But I want to go back to um, snail mail, phone calls instead of text messages. I know we never will, but. These kids can't even write in cursive. <laughs> they don't teach it in school anymore. <laughs> That's a bullshit, too. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's we have to start recontrolling shit or regaining control not only of the stimulus we allow, but for that of our kids. So while we're on social media, worried about all the stupid, dumb, wrong shit, let's let's use it as a means to uplift each other and yada yada yada. Ain't nobody listening to me anyway. Fuck that shit. It's never gonna happen. Remember when it was fun? I know. Fun? <laughs> it was fun. Yes, MySpace. You can Black be a, Planet. A, a, the beginning of Facebook. Early days, right. Early like, days of Facebook, Twitter. I just literally, I actually plan on doing an episode about this, like having social media with your parents. Because mm. now when when when, they, when it was created, it was created for the the, the ideal college kid. College, yeah. At that time, I wasn't in college, but I was of college kid age. So <laughs> it was created for us. And now everybody got it. And I literally mm -hmm. had a shout match with my brother just a couple days ago where he was like, I'm like, it's not because he was calling me like, yo, you got to watch what you say because our mom and our aunts and our cousins. And I'm like, why the fuck do I know what I say all of a sudden when I first, when it was created for me, it actually what was right. on my mind. And it was okay because me and my friends were shooting the shit with all type of improper jokes. Now we got to watch what mm -hmm. we say because our watch mom is there. Like, yep. You know, I used to have uh, <laughs> I used to have family members hit me up. That's why I got two pages. They, I can't can't be your friend on Facebook. I'm like, all right, I, I made a new page. Pages, and they came and followed me to the second one. Oh, like, see, okay. I didn't let them. I, that's that's here. what started the Nabor. I said, if they can't find me by name, they can't <laughs> add me as friends. It's been that way ever since. Then at a certain point, I'm like, fuck trying to keep up with two Facebook pages. If you're not going to accept my content for what the fuck it is, bye. It is what that's, it is. That's what it is. Like, like, yeah. We're fucking, we are in our habitat that y'all just happen to join. That would be like y'all mm -hmm. coming outside. We was outside back in the day and saying, look at how he riding that bike. I know who the, 
We didn't ride bikes like that in the 70s. Like, what are, what are you doing right now? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You got to let people be who they are going to be. Accept them. And if you can't... I feel like our culture has the hardest time. I feel yeah. like black people have the hardest time letting black people be who they are. It's it's like we going against we going against white people who tell us who the fuck to be and ourselves. Mm -hmm. That's crazy as hell. It's black people do that because of our mindset. We have a slavery mentality that yes. follows us yes. generation after generation after generation, and we're taught we're not shit. We can't trust ourselves and we can't trust anyone else. And unfortunately, a lot of us still are stuck in that mindset. I'm doing an episode about that, too. We're the only culture that we ridicule each other for prosperity. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, right. it's the dumbest right. shit. But we celebrate, we celebrate depreciating successes. We'll celebrate right. something. We'll celebrate some shit that, oh, that thing got up. And then got he iced out, but none of that, none of those diamonds are worth anything for real. And a nigga right. three thousand dollar jeans, that shit don't mean nothing. But if a nigga out here trying to get this so good credit, having ass nigga, right, right, like I don't, how dare he? I don't, I don't. Mm -mm. I don't and you know what? Another thing, something I've I've been dealing with personally, I've always dealt with this. I don't understand why. And I know sometimes I can be guilty of it, but people tell me I'm an aggressive, motivational speaker. Like <laughs> I'm saying all the right things, but that shit coming across hard. Like <laughs> <laughs> so, people call me an aggressive, That's motivational good. speaker. But <laughs> That's good. but um, That's good. one of the things that I've been dealing with a lot lately is is why do we have to continuously kick each other when we are down? Why do we have to continuously throw our fault, our our faults, our failures, you know, all of those things, everything negative, in our faces? It's some hate. I was thinking about it last night, actually, because I play, like I said, I play on doing a volume about this. But we're the only culture that, first and foremost, all of us come from poverty because we were born in America. I don't give a fuck if Facts. I don't care if you was born into money. At some point, your family was impoverished. At some point, yep. that means somebody broke the cycle in your family. But if you're black in mm -hmm. America, you come from poverty. And uh, uh, it was basically, it's a self-hate thing because while you're while you're broke, you hate rich people. But if you get some money, the first thing you do is look back at the broke people who you were just a part of and be like, y'all broke asses. So you hate it just right. like you was broke. You hated yourself right. when you was broken. Now you got some money. You still hate yourself because you're looking back at your people going, broke-ass nigga. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. Okay. Like, like, we were trained to hate ourselves. And love they will. Yeah. Like old Kanye said. Before Kanye said one of them. Yeah, that is true. And, you know, I have that same thought, too. But I, I wanted to ask that question because that's, that's what it seems like to me as well. You're mad because what? Why? Everyone... This is what I don't understand. Everyone struggles, whether you're wealthy, whether you're poor. Everyone has a struggle in life. Everyone is going through something in life. Our struggles look different because right. everybody perceives things differently, mm. but everyone is going through something. So yeah. why not 
treat everyone like they're going through something? Why talk about uplifting us as a race and helping us out, but not actually do it? You're wasting energy. Shut the fuck up. I think he said that before we actually started recording. Just shut the fuck yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten to that point. Honestly, when I seen, I don't know if you was following all of that uh Kwame Brown, Charlemagne, Breakfast Club stuff, but when uh he came out and started speaking up against them, and everybody know I I'm a I'm a I'm an advocate. I like Charlemagne, but that made me look at them differently because they always right. preaching black unity and black stuff, and as soon as this black man who who went to the NBA and broke his family cycle. As soon as he came out and said, why y'all talking about me crazy? But meanwhile, mm-hmm. about positivity, they all had to backpedal. And ever since then, I've been looking at them different. Like, yeah, that's right. kind of true. All these people, all of these people with all of these, with all of this influence, they don't even, they don't even, they don't even reach out to talent on this level until talent on this level reaches a certain stature. How, how the hell right. can we get there without the people that's already at top at the top of the mountain pulling us up? Y'all want us to build an audience first, then come get exactly. us. If we don't now, why not fuck with us now? That don't part. Build the problem, motherfucker. But people don't want right. people don't want people don't want to do shit that don't benefit them. Everybody that's self, that's every, true. Everybody, everybody's selfish. Everybody's selfish with a selfless mask on. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I um I don't know if I posted this or that but one of the things I was gonna post, but um didn't post. But at the thought that that th- that happens, like what you said with Charlemagne, um, the Breakfast Club, things like that happen because eventually at some point people are going to show you their true colors. You just have to pay attention. But at some point, they're going to show And some people, if you're paying attention, I'll <laughs> show you sooner we're rather than later. Yep. But we we're not paying attention. We always try to see the good in people. And it's like, nah, bro, he just showed you who he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Any final I think thoughts? I think we're doomed as a society. <laughs> like, Pretty much. I said it on. I had an episode. My, my last episode, it's been a couple weeks. I've been... I, I've been Laying the cut, but on the last episode I did keeping up with the Jessens. I mm. said that. I said <laughs> I said that's what I said everybody, everybody trying to keep up with each other. But yeah, I said we're doomed and this shit is over. And I said that jokingly, but I really believe that. I don't know if we're I don't know if where we are as a culture is reversible mm-hmm. because we as adults, as black people. We can't stick together on anything. We can't even have mm-hmm. a conversation now because everybody's so over analytical and right. presumptuous and argumentative that every time we talk, we can't even have a debate on Facebook about without getting that's upset. As, that's unimportant to any of us without being mm-hmm. upset. And we got two generations of people up under us just watching us behave like that. What do we think they are going to become? Exactly. So I don't know if it's reversible yeah. if we can't have a conversation. By the time they become us, it is going to be blowing each other's fucking heads off because they saw us not ever be able to have a conversation. Right, right. Yeah, and that's pretty much where we are. And I am right there with you. I have an idea. I want to make as much money as I can. As, as soon as I can, 
I want to no, I don't want to. Well, I want to build a bunker, but I also want to find in that time as many like minded people as I can. Yes. Architects, builders, creators, everybody awesome. on the same page. Find a fucking island. Get ghost. <laughs> like, oh, he's from the side. Hey, we, we, like, we, we should. We should. If you got some cool white people that you that you know ain't gonna fuck the shit up, bring a couple of them with you, whatever. Let's go. Like, Let's go. Hey, Ghana is giving Ghana is giving African Americans free citizenship. Any they say anybody who wants to come, come. I know a few people I'm who ready. have left. I'm ready. I'm ready too. Shit, we just need that plane ticket. Let's I'm get ready. it. <laughs> LGBTQ, y'all come too, and we just let's just go. We create. I don't know. That might not be a good idea. The ones that the ones that are of because we create everything that's cool about America. We did it. We did it. Right. We did it. Let's let's take all the cool shit. If we we were to leave, what do you think would happen? Like I said, I'm not against that move, but uh, Billy Porter coming. I'm on Billy. Billy, I like Billy Porter. He's coming. Like I said, man, I just think we, as a culture, we need to stop doing this so much and start pointing that shit inward and figure out how we can mm-hmm. spread that. Yeah. No, you don't even have to figure out how to spread it because when you start looking inward and you start making the changes you need to make, it's going to spread automatically. People mm-hmm. are going to be attracted to you automatically. You can't tell me because I know. I don't know why yeah, people just walk up to me, start talking to me. I hate it. Like, do I, I have say, I talk to me say, on my I forehead? But I don't. I, I don't want everybody. <laughs> I don't want everybody. Some, some people. There's too many. There's too many blood suckers out here trying to. Right. Right. I don't want it. I don't want yeah, it. Yeah. Everybody. everybody. No, I don't. But but when no, they don't, and that's where. Um, paying attention comes in, but it's it's not that you're looking for it. It's just that when you do that work that you're supposed to do, and I guess get to a certain level, people just, they feel that energy and they want to be a part of it. And it's up to you to say, stop, go back. I mean, stop thinking so naively, all of us. We can't save everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Some niggas can't go. It's impossible. <laughs> some, some, some it's impossible. Yeah. Those are facts. And I think I will say peace to that. I'm with that. Uncle Vic out. We were, we're good on that one. And like I always say, man, stop doing it for the likes. Like what you do. Mm-hmm. Vic out. Out, sir. <laughs>